0: it's Amelia Rose and welcome to Say Me podcast. How are you all doing? I hope you're doing well. It'll be Wednesday when you're hearing this obviously, but in the moment when I'm recording this, it is typically our Saturday morning recording day. Um, it's kind of designated to be a recording day. Um, but yeah, I am doing well. This last week has been busy um, and the next week I'm very looking forward to it because I will be off of work. For a week, so that is very exciting just to be able to have some time to relax and just do what I want. Um, but yeah, I hope that your weeks, um, I guess on Saturday, I guess your last week, I hope that that went well. Um, and if it didn't, I hope that this week, um, is looking better. And even if it did go well, I hope that this week is also going well. I hope you're all happy. That's that's what I'm trying to say. I hope you are all happy. I hope you're doing well, and I hope that you, um, love life right now. Um, I know that, you know, right now we're just taking in the little things. We're just being grateful for each new day and whatever that brings, and, um, yeah, I hope you're finding joy in life right now. So before we get into the episode, into the meat of what um, I'm going to be talking about today, I did want to thank y'all for your feedback on my last episode about being on call and being on work um, all the time, and I've gotten some really, really good feedback from that episode in particular, so I wanted to thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening, I'm so glad that you loved it, I'm glad that you related, and that you can tell me that you identified with that episode that you found something of yourself in that episode so thank you so much for the beautiful feedback and yeah I think it's pretty ironic that I recorded that episode and then in two weeks I'm off of work so I don't have to really be on call at all um so that's kind of funny kind of ironic but I just want to say thank you so much for the feedback on that episode I was really pleased that y'all enjoyed it so much as much as you did I was uh pretty pretty surprised by the feedback that I got um and the amount of feedback, not just what y'all said, but how many of y'all were talking about it and saying that you loved it and so yeah, I'm very, very grateful that y'all loved it. So thank you so much for that. Okay, I've had my water, my coffee, and we are ready to dive into the meat of this episode. So obviously since I'm recording today, it's Saturday. And last night, obviously, was Friday. Um, so, I know how the days of the week go. Congratulations to me. Um, but I kind of got the idea for this episode uh, last night because um, it was pretty chill. It was just a chill Friday night. And I was like, what the heck? Let's let's do all the skincare, all the hair care. Let's just do it all. Um, and, yeah, just... Just set the tone for the weekend, kind of, kind of like a pamper day, but you know. So I was putting on all the skincare, like the toners, the the cleanser, and the moisturizer. I cannot <laughs> the serums, like all of that. I was just like piling on. I did like castor oil on my eyebrows because apparently that's supposed to like help thicken and like just make your eyebrows look more professional. I guess, professional eyebrows, that's a weird, weird thing, but look more put together, and look, look a little cleaner, and, um, well-groomed, and whatever, so I did that, and, you know, put on chapstick, because apparently your body heals at night, and so if you put on chapstick before you go to bed, um, you, your lips heal faster, because the chapstick helps it heal, but then also the time of night that you're going to bed, that's when your body does all of the, like, recharging, healing, like, fixing, I know if you have, like, broken bones or whatever, um, nighttime is when, like, your body really gets to work healing that because you're not really doing anything, but broken bones aside, um, I put on chapstick, I put on, like, everything, just, like, all this, like, goop, this, like, wonderful skincare goop, but, you know, all of it, Um, put on like a hair, an overnight hair mask and, you know, went to bed with like a towel over my pillow and all of that stuff. Um, and I was really excited to wake up in the morning, take a shower and then just be like, I don't know, have my hair be nourished and my skin be like clean and clear and whatever. Uh, but in the process of that, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, wow. Um, yeah, this is real attractive. This is super attractive um have my hair up in like this bun just to basically get it out of my face. And it's not like a beautiful ballerina bun. It's not even that like slightly uh fashionable, messy bun. It is just a straight up like top knot situation. Which I'm sorry, like I unpopular opinion I guess, but top knots are not a thing for me. <laughs> I don't think I look good in them. Um uh, but it was purely just to get my hair out of my face, to get it up, to you know, have all this stuff in it, and, you know, if you put on, like, a hair mask, your hair, like, does not look nice, it looks, like, greasy, because it, like, it literally has, like, oils and stuff in it because of the hair mask, um, and, like, cream, whatever, um, and then your skin is, like, Actually, okay, your skin can look good with, like, the skincare on it because it looks, like, really luminous and glowy and dewy and all of those aesthetic-y words. Uh, so your skin does look pretty good, but it also just feels like you have a lot of stuff on your face. And, like, the chapstick, you just, like, have a lot of stuff all on your face. And so it can feel a little, like, a little, like, borderline greasy. I don't know. Like, I'm painting a beautiful picture, but this it goes into the episode. Like, trust me, guys. Um, but anyway, so I was looking at myself in the mirror, I was like, all of this stuff is going to do really good things for me, but, like, I don't look that great right now. Um, would definitely not want to, like, take a picture. Um, and so, and side note, how come there are people who look so good, like, right before they're about to go to bed, they, like, take pictures and post them on Instagram or something, and they look, like, fabulous? It's beyond me. I don't, I don't understand it, but I'm just going to, like, leave that there, like, good for (laughs) y'all, more power to you, but that's just not me, but anyway, um, getting to the point of all of this skincare, hair care talk, um, I was just thinking to myself, wow, I don't look that great, but I know all of this stuff is going to do really good things for my hair, for my skin, I'm gonna go to bed feeling like, yes, you, you've got yourself together, like, you're gonna look great in the morning, or you're just gonna, you feel like you're taking care of yourself, and, you know, that phrase, um, the phrase, uh, something about like, it has to, things has to, have to get uglier before they get prettier or things have to be worse before they get better. Um, some variation of that phrase popped into my head and I was like, huh, that's a good podcast episode. I'm going to podcast about that. So I was, I was looking at myself and I was just like, yep, has to, has to get, um, worse before it gets better, you know? And I was just like, wow, there's actually some sort of big truth in that. And, like, I know we don't like to admit it. We don't like to think, yeah, of course, like, it has to get worse before it gets better. But sometimes it does, you know? Like, I went from, you know, looking fine to looking slightly strange with, like, all that stuff in my hair, on my face, um... And then, you know, when I took a shower this morning, I, like, fixed my hair and washed all that stuff off. And, like, it just, you know, I look a lot better. My skin looks healthier. My hair looks more shiny and fuller because I, like, taken the time to nourish it. But there was a transition period of, like, looking fine to looking, like, not that great to then looking better than I did before, so it's kind of a transition of it has to get worse before it gets better, but it will get better, and so that's kind of what um, I want to talk about today. I think another kind of concept that, um, flowed into this into my mind last night when I was getting ready for bed and thinking about this topic and how I kind of wanted to talk about this was the concept of braces. So I had braces, I don't remember for how long, but I desperately needed braces. My teeth were, yeah, very much in need of braces is how I will put it. They were, um, in need of help. (laughs) And so I did have braces for, uh, quite a while, um, and, you know, if you put braces on crooked teeth, it's just kind of, like, it doesn't enhance your teeth. It actually maybe might, might make them look worse, because it's just like, oh, you have crooked teeth, and you have braces, like, yay. Um, and no offense to anyone who has braces, braces are fine, they're awesome, like, that's, it's great that you have them. Um, and I'm not trying to say, you look ugly with braces, and, like, um, even talking about, like, how I looked with my hair skin skincare, whatever, um... I didn't, I'm not trying to, like, beat, beat up myself, beat up myself, that's not a phrase, um, I'm not trying to, like, casually just, you know, tear myself down or anything, it's just a fact, like, you don't look, like, I don't look that attractive when my hair's up in a messy bun, um, for, like, purely just getting out of my face, like, I just don't look that great, and, you know, there's, just because it's the truth doesn't mean that I'm trying to, like, by acknowledging it, I'm trying to, like, tear myself down, so, like, same with the braces, I'm not, it's just a fact, my teeth needed help, and, you know, I'm not trying to, um, trying to, like, pick on my past self and be like, ugh, you were so ugly before braces, like, it's not that, so just a little disclaimer, I know a lot of people can get a little bit defensive and say, you know, you, you need to, like, be nice to yourself, and, like, I am being nice to myself, I'm just admitting the truth, like, my teeth needed braces. So, all of that aside, my teeth needed braces. And so, my teeth did not look great. My crooked teeth with braces did not look better than just my crooked teeth without braces. Um, But by the end of my braces, my teeth were much improved, were so amazing. Um, Thank you to my orthodontist, who was so patient. Um, And I, I even had trouble with, like, teeth coming in. So, like, even though I desperately needed braces my like part of my teeth were not coming in like some of my teeth were not coming in at a usual rate and so it was hard to put on braces because they didn't have anything to attach it to um it was a whole mess and god bless my orthodontist so good um so thank you so much um but my point is in bringing up the braces is that Braces are a sign of, like, progress, basically. is a sign of, yes, I know that this needs work, and this is the sign that you are trying to improve. Um, and, and signs of progress sometimes don't even look that great. They don't look great. I don't think that little metal brackets underneath teeth necessarily are the most attractive look for everyone. Obviously, there are um, different exceptions, to that, like, the people who look good when they're about to go to bed, I'm just like, well, good for you, we love you, um, (laughs) and there are people who look good with braces, but then, for me, I was just like, meh, I don't think I look that great with braces, but the braces were there for a reason, they were there to fix something, and so, in my mind, it kind of did get worse before it got better, again, like, bringing up that brace, um, and the whole point of bringing up braces is that, for me, getting braces looked worse before, the braces started working and fixing things and making um, my smile more appealing and making my mouth like more healthy and like my teeth were supposed to be, you know, putting my teeth in order. Basically, that sounds real attractive, but you know, just straightening them and making sure everything was in its place. Um, and I was really, really grateful for my braces, grateful for my parents wanting me to get braces and all of that, everything that went into it, um, because afterwards it really did help. It, it um, it just made my smile look more attractive and made my teeth, um, be where they were supposed to be and, um, be straight and whatever. Um, so, I mean, it's not just hair care, skin care, anything. There are definitely more, um, analogies you can say for having to get worse before it gets better. And I think that part of it is that you have to be brave enough to let it get worse before it gets better, you know? Um, If I were just to be like, ugh, I really want my teeth to be straight, but I don't want to go to braces because that's just going to look even worse than my crooked teeth. But then, like, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do um, to fix your teeth without, like, braces? Like, obviously, I know there's Invisalign, and everyone's going to come at me and be like, there are other ways. But for me, I'm talking about me. I I had braces, and of course, I was self-conscious when I got them on, but actually, in the moment, I was so grateful to have them when they were first put on, because I was like, yes, this is going to make my teeth straight, and this is going to be great, um, so I was willing to, quote-unquote, look worse, um, in order to look better, and it's not just about looks, it's about the placement of my teeth in my mouth, and, like, the health of my mouth, or whatever, um, obviously, I'm not, like, I'm not, an orthodontist so all the teeth like terminology isn't going to sound um very intelligent coming out of my mouth but um it wasn't just for cosmetic purposes um but the braces obviously they didn't look beautiful in my mouth but I was so excited for the um for their purpose I was so excited for it to be to finally like start making progress and so I was willing to let it get worse before it gets better and I think that that is a really big important step for you to for you to be willing to um get messy before you can get um you can start putting things in order. It's kind of like the analogy just came up in my mind of like cleaning out your closet uh your room looks fine you decide your closet's messy you want to clean it out so you have to take all of your clothes out of your closet and all of a sudden, your room is a mess. And you're like, great, this looks like an even even worse mess than it looked when, before I started. But then once you're like putting different clothing um, into boxes, excuse me, <clears throat> different clothing into boxes um, and kind of cleaning out your closet, then you're putting things back um, and then getting rid of things, all of a sudden, it looks a lot cleaner. Um, so you do have to be willing to let your room get messy, so to speak. Before your closet can can, um, get clean. And so that's a very important step to be able to acknowledge it will get worse. But then that means it's going to get better. Like I'm taking the steps in order to make it get better. And just as progress applies to skincare, hair care, and braces. It also applies to uh, your emotional state, your mental state, your physical state even. Um, And not just for cosmetic purposes like health and everything. Um... It really can, it has to get worse before it gets better. Like uh, an example of um, finals. I know a lot of students don't get much sleep during finals. And so they're pushing, they're pushing, they're pushing um, to get through finals, they finally do. And then for like probably a straight week after finals, they like sleep so much. And so it like the sleep schedule, it's kind of like once you acknowledge, yeah, my sleep schedule is off, you, you sleep a whole ton more. And so, in that aspect, it kind of does get worse. Like, your sleep gets worse before it gets better. You, like, over overcompensate, I guess, um, for the lack of sleep by, like, sleeping all day. And then, all of a sudden, it starts to regulate itself. And you're like, oh, I'm back in a routine where I get a decent amount of sleep. I'm not oversleeping, but I'm not undersleeping either. And so, I feel like the same thing can happen with exercise. You know, maybe, um, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, um... You can just think of your own example of it getting worse before it gets better. But I do believe that we have to acknowledge that we have to um, be willing for it to get worse in order for it to get better. But we also have to acknowledge that it's natural. You know, I don't think that anyone goes from point A to point C without hitting point B. And maybe point B is getting worse. Um, You know, like if you're addressing... Um, like if you're detoxing or something, um, sometimes you get like headaches or you your skin breaks out or you're just feeling really like, blah, and whatever. Um, but then all of a sudden, like in a week or two, you feel a lot more energy. Your skin starts clearing up and you're feeling, um, just healthier. And so sometimes it does, you do have to get worse before it gets better. And I know I keep saying that and maybe it's annoying by now. But I believe that it is really important to be willing to kind of get through kind of the grit and everything before you really come out the other side. You can't just expect it. I feel like everyone has a very unrealistic... Well, not everyone. I don't want to, like, have a blanket term in my podcast of, like, everyone thinks this because, like, we're all so different. There are people out there who do not think this. But I feel like a majority of us expect to go from better to best. Without getting from better to worse to best, um, I know sometimes it can be really disheartening for me to, um, I don't know, to have to get worse before I get better, and I have to like fail before I succeed, and all of those terms. I know sometimes I'm like, you, I feel the temptation to quit um, during the worst phases, um, or the phases where I fail, or the the phases where I'm like, where it gets worse before it gets better. I I can't, sometimes my view of the best is blocked by the worst, um, and if you quit during the stages where something, um, gets worse, then you can never go from worse to better, um, and so I think it's really important to keep that state of mind and to kind of remind yourself before you go on some sort of journey or some sort of, like, um, Yeah, I guess journey is the best word to describe it. Oh, I think I just hit my mic. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But before you go on some sort of journey, you have to acknowledge, hey, this might get worse before it gets better. Like, if you're practicing something, um, you have to be willing to fail in order to succeed. No one goes from learning to success. I really, I 100% believe that no one can succeed before they fail. And maybe you have little successes before you have failures, and that's totally fine. I'm not begrudging anyone that, but I believe that the bigger successes come after failure and after trial and error of like, oh, maybe that didn't work um, quite as well as I wanted. I need to tweak it or whatever before I really get the big, um, the big payout, payoff, payout or payoff, payoff. Yeah, it's payoff. Um, I think I always have, um, side note, I think I always have these little, um, sections in my podcast, I think I've probably said this exact thing before, but I have these little sections in my podcast where I can't remember specific words, and I just blank out, but I guess that's really a trademark of this podcast, of, like, watch as Amelia Rose tries to, like, struggle to find out the word that everyone should know, um, every smart citizen should understand, um, (laughs) self-deprecating humor, we love it. Um, side note, I really, I really do like myself. I just, I'm very sarcastic, so, um, we're just gonna roll with it. But anyway, I, I believe that you have to be willing to risk failure before you shoot for success, um, and you have to remind yourself of that before you even start out on the journey because you have to be willing to encounter failure. You have to be aware that that will happen because I feel like a lot of people set out on their specific journeys or whatever, um, thinking, hey, I'm going to shoot for the stars, and I'm going to hit them the first time, and it's like, no, sometimes you'll, like, you won't even take off, um, and you'll have to, like, work the relaunch plan, and I feel like when you expect to hit the target the first time, when you can't even load the arrow into your bow, you're kind of like, you get super discouraged because you're not even expecting to hit failure, and I think that that can be really unrealistic, and, as much as we love to think, you know, I'm going to be perfect at this the first time, especially people who are perfectionists like me, um, I definitely want to succeed the first time. I want to um, I want to get better, but I don't want to... I never want to go below a certain level. But I feel like it's not a straight line up. It's not even a steady line up. It's, you know, those graphs, those line graphs or whatever. Um, it can be a very, like... I don't know how to describe this without showing you, but it's a podcast, so I can't show you. There are no visuals. Um, (laughs) But you know how graphs go up and down, like the line that is kind of like an upwards slant, but it kind of like, it's all over the place. It's like going up and down. It's not just a smooth line straight to the top. Um, I feel like our journeys look like those jagged lines a lot of the times, and you can't expect it to look... You can't expect it um, to look... Just straight up one way, um it has to go down, there has to be highs and lows. there have to be um to, like failures before successes, and I feel like that is the natural order of things and it's not that you can't dream of enormous successes, you can't dream of like hitting your dreams, you can't dream of hitting your dreams that was redundant, but whatever um you can't it's not that you shouldn't shoot for the stars, but you shouldn't expect for it to just be smooth sailing. I know even notable people with like big careers and, you know, moments of fame and like just the top people, um, they've had moments where they haven't been successful um, or, you know, they have been successful, but like maybe it hasn't been marketed that way by other people, like quote other people. Um, The biggest example, because it is a constant in my life, Is Taylor Swift. Um, she has an amazing career. She is one of the top artists like right now, like ever basically. Um, and she, she's amazing. She's had so much success in her career, but it hasn't been a straight line. Like even for her, she is massively successful, but she's had low points too. She's had that whole year where like no one saw her. She had the whole, um, I don't know, everyone trying to cancel her. She had beautiful albums that she worked so hard on and that have become fan favorites that didn't perform successfully, like, in award seasons. Like, I know Red didn't win a Grammy. That is a sore subject for Taylor Swift fans, aka Swifties. Um, Red deserved a Grammy. Um, (laughs) And I know Lover wasn't nominated for um, as many awards as was speculated. And... Obviously, that was not that was not um, the success that everyone was anticipating for her. But at the same time, she still had her successes. Those two albums are probably, arguably, one of her two of her most, um, I guess, in depth albums. And l- the lyrics are beautiful, and probably one of her greatest works and just because it didn't win an award doesn't mean it's not successful, and, you know, that also, like, the has to get worse before it gets better, and there's no such thing as, like, one straight line to success. The thing that goes along with that is that maybe the commercially, um, measured modes of success aren't really actual success, you know? Like, it can be success in one aspect, but maybe not in another. Maybe, that sort of success, um, there are two different kinds of success, or maybe even multiple different kinds of success, and you can't measure, um, like, Red didn't win a Grammy, it didn't, um, it should have, but it didn't, um, and if you were just to measure the success of Red, of that album, by the Grammys, it would look massively unsuccessful, because it didn't win, um, album of the year, but it produced an amazing tour. It's all too well. is like the fan favorite song of Taylor Swift's career. And it was beautiful. And if you measure it in fan response, it is so successful. It kind of bordered the line of country and pop. And it's extremely successful album. Unless you measure it by The Grammys, you know? So what I'm trying to say, with the analogy of like Taylor Swift and everything, because that just makes everything better, (laughs) is that you can't measure your dreams by one mode of success, you know? What if it didn't pan out? You know, that would look unsuccessful. But what if it impacted you personally and helped you be a better person? That's massively successful. So measure your dreams by more than just one mode of success. Okay, to bring it all around come full circle. Uh, The two key takeaways from this podcast is that you have to hit failure before you hit success and that there are multiple measures of success. Don't rely on just one. So maybe you have a dream right now. Before you um, start your journey or before you you, um, draft a goal that you want to hit, keep those two things in mind that you will most likely fail before you succeed and that there are multiple different ways of looking at the success of your dream. You know, I've had things that haven't panned out, but they've helped me personally. And do I view that as a failure? Absolutely not. You know, I wanted a career in music. Fun fact, I wanted a career in music. Um, and then it turned out that that was not really something that, um, was for me but do I regret learning to play guitar in middle school and carrying it on through high school, through college? I still play guitar. I still play different, multiple instruments. Um, Do I regret that? No, that was a beautiful outlet for me and still is. Um, Do I regret songwriting and poetry that kind of stemmed from songwriting? Do I regret any of that? Absolutely not. So by, like, am I a famous singer or my goal was never to get famous, but am I, do I have a band? Am I, um, starting my career in music? Do I really, am I really seeking out anything in music right now? No, but do I regret embarking on that journey and trying, trying to hone my musical skills and trying to be a musician? Do I regret that? No, I don't. So you can look at that either way. You can look, oh, she never did that, Um, she was never a musician, she was never, um, she was never in a band, I really wanted to form a band, so that's why I keep using the band as, um, as an example, but did I ever do that? No. So, if people were to look at it by just those, that measure of, did you do it? No. Well, you were unsuccessful, but, yeah, maybe in that sense, I was. I, I never had a band, and I'm probably not going to be a musician, who knows, but like right now, in 2020, in June, my thought is I'm not going to be a musician. And so if you look at if you look at my musical journey or my journey as a musician, just by those standards, was it successful? No, it wasn't. But if you look at it if by how it has impacted me and how it continues to impact me, I can play guitar and I can just pick up a guitar, I can write a song, I can play someone else's song. I can express myself through music. I understand a little more of music theory than I did when I started out. I kind of have a deeper appreciation for the music that I listen to now. Um, I have music as a stress reliever, so I can make my own music as a stress reliever. Um, if I look at my musical journey in regards of that success and that measure of success, was it successful? Absolutely, 100%. Yes, it was. And it still is. I do not regret trying to um, become a musician. Um, I am a musician. I'm not like a professional musician. What I mean is becoming a professional musician. I do not regret that at all because if I didn't want that, I maybe would never have picked up a guitar. I never would have learn to play piano, um, I never would learn to read sheet music, and that is all skills that I still have, um, and that I still use every day. I always, um, singing, I'm always thinking about, like, even in church, I'm looking, and I'm like, hey, this song is in this key, and here's the starting, here's the tonic note, and it's just kind of, you know, maybe a little bit distracting, and maybe I shouldn't be thinking about that when we're singing songs in church, (laughs) um, but, I'm able to recognize that, I'm able to pick up a piece of sheet music and be like, hey, yeah, here's the key we're in, um, I can sing with solfege, whatever, um, that's like do-re-mi, I can sing a note like that if it's in, um, I'm not going to use a specific example, but I can do that, I still have those musical abilities, um, even if I'm not seeking to use those in my career, um, and so there are different ways um, to, metric success, and I just think that it's, it's really actually kind of amusing to think someone could look at something and view it as an utter failure, but someone could look at the same thing in a different way and view it as, like, a booming success. So, um, just take some comfort in that. There's always a way that something will look successful, okay? Even if it's a huge failure, the lessons you learn from it, that can make it, that can turn it into a success. So, coming back around, the two key takeaways are be willing to make it look worse before it gets better. And also, ugh, I just choked, sorry. Um, make, it, make it worse before it gets better and be willing to do that. And also be willing to measure success in many different ways. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it's made you look at your own life and your different endeavors in a different light. Maybe a more positive light and think like maybe it didn't work out the way I thought it was supposed to work out. But maybe it worked out how it was actually supposed to work out. And there is a certain level of success to my quote-unquote failures. Um, so I hope that it provided you with a little bit of insight towards your own um your own life, and your own life events, um, but yeah, please, um, please tell me what you thought about this episode, uh, you can contact me, you can DM me on Instagram at salami uh, I'm hoping to do an episode soon of unpopular opinions, or, uh, listener stories, or something like that, that I can talk about, that y'all kind of provide me with a little bit of, um, a little bit of the topic, so I can kind of come off of that, because it does get a little bit hard to kind of keep thinking about things myself that I think y'all would like. I mean, it always kind of turns out that y'all do like it, so that's um, lucky and good for me, but I would like y'all to be a little more involved. I'd love to hear your ideas, your opinions, your stories, um, just kind of talk about y'all. So I'm hoping to do an episode kind of like that soon, or maybe like a Q&A episode where y'all ask questions and I'll answer or something like that. But I, I hope to do something a little more interactive soon. Um, I have a couple opportunities lined up that I'm very excited about. Uh, so yes, just keep on listening and I can't wait to share with you what's new. Um, like I said in the beginning, I hope you have had a great week since it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to everyone. I hope you've had a great week. I hope you continue to have a great week until the weekend. And I hope you stick around for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.